revenue and that the firm was 100% earned by the people who produced each and every bottle of craft beer that came off the line, it really made an impact. So because of that success, um, like a lot of my peers, I, I felt a sense of loss. And I think maybe even some out there, uh, you know, Joe and Jane Sixpack in consumer land felt a sense of loss uh, when we woke up to read about, to read about the acquisition uh, by, by Kieran. Next, we talk to two people who have very different perspectives on the sale of New Belgium Brewing and what it means. Jason Weiner is president of Jason Weiner PC. The firm provides legal and business consulting services to entrepreneurs building social mission enterprises, including assisting companies that wish to democratize ownership and governance structures. Camille Kerr is the founder of Upside Down Consulting, which specializes in developing innovative worker-centered legal structures, cooperative development in under-resourced communities, policy advocacy and drafting, and supporting existing businesses to become worker-owned. I started by asking each of them to distill the arguments they made as part of a series of articles on 50by50.org. Jason, your article said that there were things to be proud and thankful for in the sale of New Belgium to Kieran. What are those? My premise is that New Belgium Brewing, while it started out as a family operation, uh, became employee-owned several years after it was formed through uh, a management ownership structure and then later through a partial ESOP, ultimately, I think in 2012 or 13, becoming 100% ESOP. Uh, through the lens of the business being owned by an employee stock ownership plan, I assessed the various impacts of the sale to a corporate owner, Kieran, uh, which is a subsidiary of an even larger uh, food and beverage group. And in my assessment, uh, you know, New Belgium Brewing was never truly employee owned in the traditional sense that the workers didn't have the full faculties to control uh, the enterprise. They had a beneficial interest in the profit and, and appreciation of the underlying value of the business, but had no legally enforceable direct uh, control over uh, the business. They couldn't force the board to accept a sale offer. They couldn't uh, remove directors. They at best had an indirect route to do that through the trustee of the trust. Uh, but even that was a tenuous, would have been a tenuous maneuver. So I contextualized my assessment within the context of there being several uh, different uh, options for employee ownership. And given New Belgium's uh, structure as an ESOP, I think this has largely satisfied its purpose, which was to create wealth in a tax advantage vehicle for its past and current owners. Uh, and now it has the capacity to send hundreds of now trained, skilled, and uh, socially conscious workers out into the economy, some to start new businesses, others to invest in businesses, but all with an awakened sense of what's possible uh, in American enterprise. Uh, but I've never held New Belgium to the standard of creating perpetual uh, wealth or perpetual control for the workers. They would have had to organize under a different structure to accomplish that. And that was ostensibly never part of their uh, purpose or their structure to begin with. So by all accounts, given the structure they chose, uh, I believe that 
New Belgium satisfied its fundamental purpose and should be viewed as such as a success story uh, within a larger system that we can critique, and, and today we hopefully will, uh, but it operated in a small sliver of the economy, and I don't think uh, it's fair to impose on New Belgium or the ESOP structure uh, 